Hey everyone, before we begin this week's session, we just want to let you know that Juliet Landau, Drusilla herself, is working on a documentary slash video art project called A Place Among the Undead that's exploring our cultural obsession with vampires. It's actually the last week of the Indiegogo campaign, so we sent a message to Juliet and we're like, do you want us to mention anything about this? And she actually responded and she said, yes, that would be fabulous. So really quickly, if you guys want to check it out, go to igg.me slash at slash the undead. Again, that's igg.me slash at slash the undead. We'll be tweeting that out and putting it on Facebook. But it's an awesome, incredible project. Gary Oldman's involved. Tim Burton's involved. Of course, Joss Whedon is involved. It looks really, really exciting, and uh, when you contribute, you actually become a producing partner. There's a ton of insane perks for Buffy fans, like incredible perks. I have a hard time believing them, and Juliet actually let us know that there are going to be some Black Friday perks coming up this week. So please check it out. Please contribute. Please support it. Please share the information, and uh, Juliet's an awesome person, so that would be great. All right, let's kick off Becoming Part 1. Hello and welcome to Sunnydale Study Group, the podcast for returning Scoobies and Buffy Newbies. I'm Omar. I'm Chris. And I'm Holland. And we have a very special guest from Woman Up Podcast. It's Sarah the Rebel. Hello, everybody. Woo. We are going to be talking about episode 21 of season two, the penultimate episode of season two, mm. becoming part one. Uh, there's a lot of numbers. Penultimate there. is a very confusing word. Was it last podcast where I like didn't know what penultimate means? Was it the last one? It might have been or it might have been in real life. But I feel like it's on the <laughs> podcast. But I was like, penultimate? Doesn't that mean? Oh wait, like it's confusing. Like, what does it, what does the prefix pen mean? Bef- is that what it actually means? Like so? pentagram. Because that's five. Because uh, yeah. pent, pent is five. Pentecost. I'm just saying. Pen it's, words. it's pent is five, but what is pen? Uh, it's like a In writing utensil. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but like, why? Why is penultimate like? Oh, the one before. Like, well, why maybe it's another like... language other than Latin that we're getting that pen. Oh. It may not be penultimate, but there is such a thing as the ultimate pen, which is uh... this. Oh. The ultimate pen, which is this pen I have with a map uh, that you what, pulls out. What? That's like an advertising thing. Mm. You can hear that, but you can't see it. But you can hear it. It's like I have my own little scroll. You have pen. a good Da Vinci Code scroll that comes out. Yeah, it's like, oh my a goodness. A sphere that's not in its original language. From uh, okay, equity. so it is Latin still. Oh yeah, I see. Pene, which means almost. Mm, Forgive delicious, my Latin. Delicious. Uh, Ultimus, which means almost, last. So it means good. almost last. Pen means almost. Oh, okay. An ultimate, the almost last. Pain. 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 All right. Can read this for me? Let's head into the library. All right, we are here in the library. Thank you again so much to our guest, Sarah, for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I've been wanting to do this for a while. Yeah, yeah. So you, uh, you have a, you have a podcast. Yes, my own podcast. We're not as cool as the Sunnydale Study Group, um, but we talk Why not? about. Well, because we don't have a library, duh. Um, but we talk about uh, geeky things, so comics, superheroes, video games, but from the perspective of two crazy feminist cat ladies. Uh, so we tend to focus on diversity and feminism and that sort of thing. Awesome. And then you're also a streamer. Yes, I stream almost every day, and all of you should go follow me so I can get free pizza. You get free pizza if you if get you, a certain amount of stream? Yes, if you get to 2K uh, followers, you can do something called Treat the Stream where your stream can order you a pizza. And my stream has been telling me about this for like two months, edging me on closer and closer. And I'm now 
less than 60 followers away. Wow. Uh, great. Yeah, we can get there. We can yeah. get there in a week, right? Right. <laughs> Believe in the pizza that believes in you. I'll just send you a pizza, too, if you oh, want. Okay, yeah, yes, <laughs> please. <laughs> All right, and then uh, how are you guys doing? What's new in your guys's... What's new in your life? Oh, I okay. So I saw Joss Whedon last week. I feel like I have to talk about this on the podcast. Well, I'm gonna bring it up now. That's awesome. Because like now is probably the time to bring it up, right? Um, I went to go see uh, Improvised Shakespeare at the Largo, which is a really great show. I totally recommend to anyone. Uh, My coworkers took me because they were like, "It's the best thing in the world," and I was like, "Okay." Um, and so, like, it totally makes sense that Joss Whedon was there to just go see it, mm-hmm. because it's improvised Shakespeare, and that definitely seems like right up Joss Whedon's alley. But yeah, he, like, came in and was, like, sitting a few rows behind us, and then when we were outside at the end, just, like, talking, like, it was, like, our circle talking, and then, like, his circle was talking next to our circle, and I was, like, staring at him, and then we made eye contact. And- Who was in his circle? Uh, it was no one that I recognized. Well, it, he was. It was one girl that I was actually there with, was talking to one of her other friends, and then he was in that circle with them. And I was like, "Oh my god, this girl that I was sitting next to and talking to is now talking to Joss Whedon. Like, what is this?" Um, but it was no one like that I recognized. That's really awesome. I That's saw cool. Tara in real life and actually fangirled and was really embarrassed. Reaction. <laughs> <laughs> So, good on you for just staring. Uh, I mean, it was like a creepy stare. Like, I could have done something. Could have done anything. It was like a Kilgrave stare. Just stared. Jessica. Oh. Well, one day you'll be friends and you'll get to play probably, back this probably episode. Not. We'll probably never be friends. Why not? Well, with that attitude. <laughs> we'll never be friends. I just thought it was so funny because I was like. He loves weirdos. And I was like, like don't us. tell him you have a Buffy podcast. But what? do, I don't know. I didn't know what to do in that I think he would nod and approve. I think that was a great icebreaker. Hey, you. Uh, We got, uh, we haven't gotten there yet, but um, an actor that I shot some stuff with, uh, when we're shooting like Tom Lake sketch stuff, um, Jack, who plays a character in season three, I don't want to talk about it yet, but uh, I was chatting with him about the podcast, and he was just like, that sounds like something Joss would love. That's great. So, not to be on, but would appreciate. Do you think that uh, Jack will want to come on and to one of the Finch episodes? Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Deputy Mayor Alan Finch. <laughs> All great people. That's what's so nuts about, like, the, aside from, like, your ongoing fight with David Boreanaz. Mm-hmm. Uh, and me and David Boreanaz have a life feud. <laughs> well, I mean, if you gotta have a life feud with somebody, I guess he's the Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of David Boreanaz, he plays a character called Angel, who's a huge part of this episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Good um, <laughs> I feel like there was more effort put into it than, than needed. <laughs> now we're here. <laughs> and now we're here. Uh, yeah. Exterior cobblestone streets. Uh, but the episode starts off and with angel-centric stuff. Oh, yeah. So it really kicks off on the angel. Okay, here's where we are in the season. We all sort of hate angel at this point. How are you going to earn it back? How are you going to want to have angel come back? Like, how are you going to bring that back there instead of just being like, let's just kill him. Mm-hmm. And doing the flashbacks and showing his life is a really interesting way of handling that. I don't know, because did the flashbacks make you like him more? He was kind of a sot who was going to steal his father's silver. I, okay, I don't like, have they said his name yet in Liam? the past past? Have they said Liam? I mean, that's what it is. I don't know if it's, I don't, I don't think it's <laughs> it doesn't stated. Ruin anything, no, they, it's not stated at any point in this episode. Okay, I we'll think we hear his name in Liam Neeson a would agree with me that. Okay, uh, 
But when we Liam. see him before he's turned, um, before he's sired, not a great guy. Right. He's like following some lady into an alley. Yeah. Yeah. Like what is what are then we see how bad Angel says? I think I don't think it's until he's in Manhattan when he is made in Manhattan. Oh. And <laughs> I'm gonna apologize. Let's just pause really quick. In New, in New York, you can be a new man. I think that's what you're trying to say. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Okay. I took uh, a drink for everybody listening. Feel free to take a drink. Yeah. Time. It's water, but that counts. It counts. The act of sip. swallowing liquid is a drink. But it wasn't until, it's not until the New York stuff when I feel like you're like, oh, I am now starting to realize that there's another person trapped inside the body that Angel is running right now. Or Angelus is running right now. Mm -hmm. And that person is... Into teenagers. Into teenagers. Well, the more we talk about this, the more I realize (laughs) that maybe I don't agree with it. (laughs) Unfortunately, Angel, he's just not a character that has any redeemable qualities until you meet him in Buffy, I would say. Because he's... He's kind of built to be a teenager's dream. The older hot guy who's got a troubled past so you can fix him. Like, that's what he yes. is. I just want to fix him. Uh, yeah, me too. I mean, I guess Especially sort of... his hair. <laughs> you don't like the, the forehead? I, I love it. I just oh, want yeah. to fix. Just little, just little, little things I would do. I would say his best <laughs> hair in the episode is in the New York flashbacks. Like, that's the style where I'm just like... This one works the best for you, but maybe maybe I'm if wrong. he was cleaner, I could like. It's hard to imagine. Oh sure, he's, he's so dirty in that. Yeah. Also, not the car he drives to go yeah. see Buffy as at our high school in Pasadena. I, feel, I assume. I feel like somebody would have come up and knocked on those windows as yeah. well. Like, excuse me, so what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Like that's this creepy, dirty guy in this creepy, <laughs> dirty car, just like slowly crawling through a high school parking lot. Yeah. It's not okay. Yeah. It's strange. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was a, it was a pre, <laughs> it's pretty scary. Show, it's a pre-Columbine world, so schools were easier but to drive up like to But it's not even like he's a, sh- I know, but it's just like, it's oh, not even just like a shooting thing. Oh, I don't think that it's a shooting thing. I think it's a perverse. Predator. Right, yeah, yeah predator. <laughs> like, like sexual predator. And he was being a predator. He came yeah. to stare at, what, 14 to 15 year old Buffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As she's sucking on a lollipop, bless her heart. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like a Mandy Moore music video at that point. Made me very uncomfortable as a child to watch that. I don't quite buy his following of her stuff. Like, I get that it's the end of season two, so it's still pretty early on. But something about the fact that Angel was, like, lurking in the sidelines of Buffy's origin feels kind of like Legolas being at the Battle of Five Armies. It's like, uh, I'm sure he was around, but was he really right next to Thorin? Probably not. Like, was he really watching her here? Kill her? So Angel, we are led to believe, saw her kill her first vampire, saw her... Um, get told, yeah. yeah, experience her parents arguing about Tyler, her ex boyfriend, yeah. right? And that was supposed to be a different house, right? Because she moved, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so a different he window. followed her to the next city that she. Oh wait, because so remember he was when in he appears? Yeah, yeah. Because remember when he first appears in the first episode? Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of just appears out of nowhere with this smirk that you just want to smack off his face, and yeah. he's like, "Hey, yeah, I said as a friend, uh, yeah, I've I've been watching you, <laughs> and I'm tuxedo mask." <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah yeah and then later uh, Buffy's daughter falls out from the future and then they have to go back and there's a crystal palace and Buffy's like right. I'm in the crystal palace and then there's like, you find out that the oh my god Dawn like, is chibi we don't need to get Sailor it. Moon I, we, we'll, oh yeah, yeah the mini moon oh sorry Dawn? Hey, we'll do, don't know I'm scared <laughs> <laughs> sorry you yeah, just blew yeah. my mind uh, you don't listen to Hey Sailor the Sailor Moon podcast that I have with Ninja you know I've tried <laughs> 
That's fair. That, that that's a very fair. That's a very fair. Granted, reaction. I still haven't even listened to my episode because it was while it was it was granted. Fun. That was just an insult. <laughs> wow, that was just mean. No, I just I'm not trying to be mean. But when he went to go on the podcast, we were like, oh, it's a Sailor Moon podcast. I was like, oh, okay. So we like watched the episode. And then it, it just turned, it was just an improv thing. Oh, it's just that D&D, I wasn't, but that I wasn't Taylor, prepared with space. For. It's just space right. D&D, yes. yeah. Has... Minzui has tried to talk me into But it. just no one, like, I, I was not prefaced that that was what that was going to be. Like, I was told, oh yeah, we're going to talk about Sailor Moon. And I was like, okay, good. And then that's like. Then you went on an adventure. And then you had a conversation with Minzui. <laughs> and then it was just like, what's happening? And I was like, Sorry, it was fun. Yeah. Our but intern I just, like, didn't is know really not Wait, Are you on podcast all the time? Yeah, now? it's Yeah, I'm Minzui's, the co-host. Yeah. It wasn't always guys. That way. All of you, just one by one by one. You don't really bring hey, it up. to Chris Bermonte. Well, okay, but it's not this podcast. It's your other podcast. None of you have so, like, watched my podcast. Loyalties. I was on your podcast once. You weren't there. But that doesn't mean you Katrina. watched it. I wasn't. I, didn't, I was watching it. And I was on wow, it. we are falling apart like they fell apart in the library. Do like. I need to start a second podcast? No, because none of us will listen to it. Of, yeah, <laughs> you won't have an audience here. <laughs> Well, I definitely have not been invited on Minsley and uh, Omar's podcast. And given I Again, don't... Again, but, but it's a good reason. One, Sailor Moon is not something I really know about. And two... Uh, Minzwee doesn't like having conversations with me. So it works out. Well, okay, don't feel bad. I was less invited. I was more like we were on our way to someone's party and then Omar was like, oh, hey, do you want to be on my podcast right now? And I was like, I mean, yeah, I guess because you're giving me a ride to this party. <laughs> you forced her. You kidnapped Holland and made her be on your podcast. Bravo. Thank you. I'm sorry for I'll insulting I'll take your done. <laughs> you should listen to it if you like Sailor Moon. <laughs> or if you want to listen to a podcast that has nothing to do with Sailor Moon. Yeah. It really is just us talking about different planets we're visiting, and we have three sentences about Sailor Moon. Uh, but this episode is nuts. It's nuts. So much happens in this episode. I feel like a lot of seasons in TV have like one thing they're building up to, and then they'll do something. Whereas season two of Buffy, everything is going down. A character gets killed, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Or seemingly killed. We'll see what happens next week. We'll we'll talk more about that. But also, they brought back a character that had popped in earlier. It was It's great to see Kendra. When she yes. pops out of the bush... Kendra the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> uh, I wish that, like, she said that. She does. Literally every... No, but every oh, but time. Every time. With, yeah. Like, when she popped up from She's the like bushes. She's like a Pokemon. A yeah. Kendra the Vampire Slayer. I'm like, oh, God, you scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Sorry. I was following you. Uh... I'm just going to say it, Buffy's impersonation of Kendra. Oh, it was terrible. Insulting. Yeah, as insulting as what I'm doing right now. I think Buffy's is worse. No, no, I think Buffy's What does Buffy even say to her? She says, uh, let me guess, a dark power is rising in Sunnydale. Oh, yours was way worse. You sounded Indian. <laughs> a dark power is rising no! in Sunnydale. No! That was more Indian. That was more Indian than the Jamaican accent you did. Which, honestly, when you think about it, it makes sense. Yeah. Right. Well, Bunny's kind of trying to not. Oh, I think she's not. She's trying to sort of half do it. Yeah, she doesn't want to be super offensive. She just <laughs> wants to make 50 percent offensive. Right. I mean, it wasn't. We didn't even know it was offensive back then. To be honest, it was '98. Yeah. I don't think we knew that Jamaican accents could be offensive. Yeah. Yeah. So many things that we didn't realize were offensive. Yeah. Like, okay, here's actually this is really embarrassing, and I shouldn't share this out loud. Oh, no. But I'm going to. Taking another drink. <laughs> of water. Um, watching, <laughs> watching, uh, uh, Master of None. I was about to bring that up. Indians yeah. on TV. Yeah. I didn't put it together that What's His Name and Johnny Five is not, or Short Circuit is the film. Sorry. The film Short Circuit, he's not Indian. I didn't mm. know that. Yeah. That's what everyone, that was like everyone's realization in the episode. And like, I didn't know what that was. 
Yeah. But it was crazy because everyone's like, wait, what? I think that was every like older movie. You just had to guess. It's kind of like, you know, Gods of Egypt, that old movie that's coming, coming out. Coming out now and should not be made ever. Mm. But it's weird because I did, I even, yeah, like in older movies, like there's so many times that I didn't notice that people that were supposed to be playing like a different race were just white. I mean, Kung Fu, to be perfectly honest, if I hadn't heard everything about it, I would just assume he was something. Uh-huh. I really yeah. wouldn't have assumed. And half the time back in the day that you were seeing an Arabic character, it was just a dirty it's white person. It's always just Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal. Just- <laughs> He's always played. Oh, Jake. Yeah. Um, Kendra should have been able to fight off more vampires than she did. Yeah, she was made to seem very weak, and you would think with what happens to her, this would have been the episode to really build her up and, and give her her chance to shine bright like a yeah. diamond. Yeah, I feel like in a modern reshoot of it, it would have been like Kendra versus 20 vampires. She kills... 50, she kills all of them. She, 20 vampires, she kills 50. Yeah, she kills wow. 50. She keeps, she's like, you sire another guy. I'm pulling him in and I'm killing him. You sire another guy and then yeah. you two sire four other people. And then you four. <laughs> and then the one that she can't, um, the Drew is the one that is yeah. powerful enough. Because also it's like, we haven't really seen major action by Drusilla right. all yeah. year. Well, according to Michel Foucault, it's not like modern and contemporary thought. It's conscious thought. Because, like, we were saying, like, you know, Foucault's thing is, like, oh, we treat people with, like, mental illness way better now than we did back in the medieval period. And he looked it up. He's like, that's totally untrue. We just, like, at, in the Victorian era decided to treat people with mental illness really badly and are moving slowly more progressively. But he's like, there's no trajectory of history. Like, we, right now, we could be, like, the worst that it is. But because we want to, we don't associate ourselves that way, we'd be like, we treat minorities so much better now than before, which right. might not at all be the case. Or actually, it's usually not, according to Foucault. Um, it was very interesting to see her, her, more of her backstory and more of, you know, they keep dropping hints that Drusilla, uh, she's a character that you relate to even though she's evil because she has had worse things done to her. Yeah. And I think that's what they were trying to do with Angel by showing us the flashbacks. Mm. But I think it's way more successful with Drusilla. Yeah. 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 It's also hard because it's still Buffy's show. So, like, going with all the Angel stuff, it's like, right, but I still care about Buffy. Right. And, like, if, you know, she's in love with Angel, uh, whichever side you fall on in terms of that, it's like, at the same time, I am still just want to make sure that Buffy fights the bad guys. Right. So, uh, I, say, I say the biggest uh, heartbreak, though, of the episode has to go towards the guy that didn't even realize it was a door. The adorable <laughs> dusting man. I love him. Even though he totally mansplains at the beginning of the episode. Oh, yeah. He was like, no, no, like this. You just did it exactly the same way I did it. <laughs> but I did it better. <laughs> oh, the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> he was just, it's like, he's not leaning into the performance. It's almost like casual, but I just think that there's just something so dopey and adorable about that character who's just like, wow, this is great. <laughs> he's like a Coen Brothers character. Yeah. yeah. And then he gets sadly killed, and his ring is on his right hand, so it's not even a wedding ring, so... That man, He's lonely. Uh, he died. Yeah, he, he was married to his work, and he yeah. wasn't great at it. I really oh, loved. No. I love Giles' interaction with him, though. Yeah. Like Giles, just like, oh, why am I just have to deal with these people? Yeah, <laughs> I heard you all got a lot of old stuff here in Sunnydale. Yes, I. Yeah, uh, uh, How did you not even notice this was a door? That's, <laughs> that's what he's thinking in his head. Giles yeah. doesn't talk like that, but in his head. Mm-hmm. Harumph, harumph. Why? America. Why? Giles, I think we now know, we've only seen it a few times. I think it happens more later on. This is a spoiler. But Giles taking off his glasses and polishing them. We've always wondered, like, oh, maybe they're dirty or that's just him thinking. 
the time that he's done it and it's been super crazy effective and i think this is symbolic of the entirety of why jaws takes off his glasses right is when he like backhands ethan rain yes mm-hmm. and so i think that every time jaws polishes his glasses he it's just wants to backhand for, somebody right. yeah i think you're right i think it's him giving his hands something to do so he doesn't punch people in the face yeah he because you can't uh, see yeah. when you take your glasses off. No. And sometimes he takes his glasses off and looks at things again. And I'm like, why are you, do- why are yeah. you doing that? Is okay. he like letting him, I don't letting know. Him like, letting, is he letting his him. eyes breathe? Is that a thing? Uh, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't need glasses yet. I wear contacts, so you, nobody knows that I am a secret, yeah, super contacts. thick glasses No, wearer. I mean, yeah, because the thing is, like, if you actually need glasses, like, you don't take your glasses off to try and see something. Right. It's just a wall of... Blurred. You're like, oh, now I can see yeah. colors. Well, you yeah. just let them, you know, get a little more air because they're being blocked no, by glass. No. I'm but wearing glasses you know. right now. Do you air think you could, if you took you, them off? How do you rate they... your airflow at this moment? 100%. <laughs> 100% airflow. If I was in scuba goggles or something, it might be a different case. But even still, the scuba thing has like the little... Yeah, I got right? contacts in, so you would think contacts would be cutting off my airflow. Contacts are well, contacts no. are probably worse. Oh. You're, you, well, your eyes do get dried, uh, dry out yeah. quicker mm-hmm. when you have contacts for a long amount of time. Ones. Or if you go to sleep. Or if you're just me and have dry eyes. A little dry, red eyes. <laughs> one, uh, one time my ex-girlfriend and I were hanging out on New Year's Eve and she was not happy because she had a tradition to hang out with her other friend, but it was like, but I got us tickets to see Chris Rock at Madison Square How Garden. How could you? Respect she, that girl's tradition. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't trying to tell her to not, but she came to this Chris Rock thing, which was important to me. She didn't really care. And she had free she tickets to go about... see Chris Rock at Madison Square Garden. Sounds like kind of a terrible Dude, person. Dude, th- that's why she's an ex. Yeah, that's why she's She wasn't happy about it, and then she forgot her contact solution, so she used Aww. my uh, one of my college roommates at the time, Sam Kirsch's uh, nose solution. Why? Because oh it had gosh. the word saline in it. She said, I think <gasps> this will work. And so not only do we go to Chris Rock and are her eyes burning, but when we get there, it turns out that even though it's a Chris Rock comedy concert, his opening act is Jill Scott, mm-hmm. who is a musical act, and she mm-hmm. was awesome, but it was like, what? And then not only was it Jill Scott, but it had an intense light show. So it was like just these beaming lights just like, like hitting her in these burning eyes. It was I can't believe she weird. did that. Oh my gosh. I felt so bad oh, for her. It really made My eyes are burning thinking about that. The worst no thing solution. that actually you want to know, when I was going to, when I was in New York for New York Comic Con, uh, I had brought my tea tree oil in my like bag of like toiletries. Um, and What's tea tree oil again? I'm so. It comes sorry. from a tea tree. God yeah, dang but it's like right. you, you, you buy yeah, it at Trader I got Joe's. That. You buy it at Trader Joe's, and it's just it's like great. this glass bottle with like a plastic top of okay. like tea tree oil, and you use it for like like acne and like skin things. Yeah, it's, oh, cool, it's cool, like cool. a natural antiseptic. Um, but so, I don't know if the bottle broke or it leaked or something, but it like got all over my stuff oh. and I had noticed that, but I was like, oh, my contacts are probably fine. Cause they're like sealed off in oh. this like thing. So then I put them, put them into my eyes. Oh. So, but the problem is like contacts are like kind of tough to get out of your eyes, especially yeah. if like your eyes are on fire Yes, because sure. you have tea tree oil yes. in your contacts. And I, I honestly was so scared. I thought I was going to go blind. I was like, this is so painful. I was like, I just, I, I fucked up. Like I was like, I'm going to be blind for the rest of my life. And I had this like panic attack and I was like trying to flush out my eyes and like get the contacts out. It was so painful. It's seriously it so like God's meanest trick. Yeah. Like you, when, you put a con- when you put a contact in, normally oh. you can take it out pretty simply. Yeah. But if that contact at all is dry has a piece of dirt in it, yeah. anything that's going to cause you pain, suddenly you can't get that little heifer yeah. out of your eyeball for nothing. Mm. Yeah. You just got to sit there and panic going. <laughs> yeah. It's really scary if you think about it because it's just like it's just like this thing on your eye that just... Yeah. Why do I... I should... 
perform better as a race. <laughs> as our eyes as a race should perform better what? than they do. Eyes like, are not a race. So oh. many. I mean, why as are they... a human race? Oh, like evolution. Oh, okay. Yeah, our like, eyes should have evolved. Our to eyes be fair, kind of suck. we got a lot of things going on. We ain't got no tails. What are men nipples for? Yeah. Like, what, what are men nipples for? Why is the vagina only good ten centimeters when most baby heads are thirteen? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the weirdest one. Yeah, like, there's a lot <laughs> going on with the human body that makes absolutely yeah. no sense. Yeah. Why is food the best? But it. You're That's bad to, for you, but you're not supposed to eat it. Oh, oh yeah, like well, dairy, like actually... human human bodies can't process dairy, but like dairy tastes so good, and we all just yeah. want to eat dairy. All and the in time. Africa, that's like all some whole like cultures have to eat is everything milk based because yeah. they they don't like and have a lot of food, yeah. right? It's like why and did their you bodies, build like, this this way? Process it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why. I why do aliens. birds suddenly appear? <laughs> why do birds sing so gay? That's how. That's the words. Yep. 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 Um, yeah, I was looking at the reference. I was like, <laughs> uh, but uh, back to so Buffy. The episode. Yeah. And why? So, why yeah. does Bianca show up in this episode? Because somebody yeah. told her something. I don't remember. Oh, her watcher. Yeah, her watcher told yeah. her that a dark part was rising in Sunday. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> Should I not keep doing that? Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't stop. Is what Holland is saying. I'm trying to get it better. I think it's that's just hard it because like it's so great that they bring Bianca back. And it's, like, so sad what ends up happening to her, but I feel like they just waste her in this episode. And and more than mm-hmm. that, I don't know, even, I, 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 or I even wonder if she kind of didn't give her best in this episode because she knew what was going to happen. Oh, yeah, maybe. Because if you look at her difficult. face through most of this ep- episode. She's checked out. She is checked She's out. She's got to run over to yeah. WB lot and she's just her sister. It's true. Did you guys know that Kendra is related to Beyonce and Barry Gordy? Ah, fun fact for you listeners. That's fun. Uh, yeah. yeah I can and see also, that she is a vampire because she looks exactly the same. Go yeah. look at the picture mm-hmm. of her. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of sad that it's like, hi, you're coming back for one episode and then you're done forever. Because... Well, we'll see. Maybe she makes it next week. We don't know yet. Also, who's Dawn? She's pretty dead. Uh, <laughs> Buffy's high school. pretty dead. That, like, fingernail death by fingernail. Yeah, Drusilla with I'm just saying. I'm just Kendra really mad that she Snow. used her fingernails for that. Yeah. I was like, really? That was really anticlimactic. Ha! Have you guys seen Spectre yet? Yeah, we no. don't have our last podcast, yeah. except Chris. Uh, no. There's like a fingernail thing in that where they were like, isn't this crazy? And I was like, I don't think it's Couldn't that crazy. they at least be like pointed? Like they were squared, rounded They nails. looked, yeah. They looked like, 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 like I like, nails? Yeah. Well, because it was weird because like earlier they were painted, but I didn't think they were long. And I think they were just long for that scene. Like I think they put nails on. Like I don't think right. the nails have been long the whole time. And they looked they like, like rounded and like square ones with rounded edges. Yeah. So yeah. that scene really bothered me because I was like, pointy, like pointy. Like like almond shaped nails, Mr. Pointy. Yeah, Mr. Pointy. First appearance, Mr. Pointy. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like she comes. Probably she's a bear. Given that away, should have held on to Mr. Pointy. Yeah. yeah, she even reaches for it. She like pats her jacket for a second. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. and it's like, oh yeah, I get. Oh dang it, Mr. Yeah, Bobby didn't even need it. No, nope. no. no. But that was the trick. She just made Angel that laugh. That was a good scene though. I did yeah. really like the like as cheesy as it is the like slow motion Buffy running back with the voiceover. Mm-hmm. I think that worked pretty well. So that theme is what that's Angel's theme, right? The, da, da, da. No, that's their theme. Da, that's their theme, it's right? It's called Close Your Eyes. Okay. By Christoph Beck, right? By Christoph Who Beck. Who did the music for Ant Man? Also the I, music, if I'm not mistaken, for Frozen? I think he did like the soundtrack I think for he Frozen. Did. Yeah, he's yeah, done yeah, a lot of the great score. Stuff. Yeah. A great name for a romance between a two hundred year old vampire and a yeah. fifteen to sixteen year old girl. <laughs> now everyone close your eyes. Now seventeen at this point. She was fifteen. Now, now seventeen. She's seventeen. <laughs> yeah. Now uh, seventeen. 
What was on Now 17? What was on Now 17? We were listening to Now 4 on the way here. Yeah, we found found Now 4, and we're like, what's on this? It's always great when you find a Now CD, and you're just like, huh, I wonder what's on this one. I like it, because it's it's like, I don't know how to say this word properly, but zeitgeist. Zeitgeist, Zeitgeist, yeah. All Now CDs are like a zeitgeist of that year. Yeah. You understand every, right, just like. But also the thing with Now is there were so many of them that I was realizing, like, there must have been multiple a year. Because uh, they're they, in, like, now 20 or Yeah, 30. I think they had multiple year, but also I think there were different, um, like, kind of genres in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, like Steven Soderbergh films. <laughs> Two a year, different genres. Mm. He, doesn't make, he doesn't make films anymore. <laughs> it's offensive. <laughs> mm. I threw yeah, on a now the other day. It's a little, like, it was like a now. That brings you back. Yeah, it was, like, a now 20-something-something, and it was bad. It was like oh, it was on the later there was maybe Chris like a song that I was like, yeah, that song. Was later bad. nows are are not that good. I remember I had <laughs> well twenties are from when we were growing up because I had a now twenty something. Oh wow! When I was well, in... these are them out. Well, I remember cool. I have like a now. It's either a fourteen or sixteen. It's whatever had JoJo's Get Out and Lean Back by Fat Joe. Um, and locked up. Those old songs now, they are. Oh, we're old guys. But that was like a, that Mm. was a solid one. It was like blue and it looked like it had snowflakes on it. I think it was like 14 or 16. Oh, the snowflake I had it in my little monkey, in my monkey CD case that was like a monkey face. And there was a tongue in it. We used to have the coolest CD players growing up. I don't know what kids do nowadays, but I mean, I had one that was like a little purple grape. It's down there, so get none of that. I just had one. I was so excited because my grandparents got it for me. And well, my I had a boombox, but then I also had one that was like the CD player, and you could plug in the speaker separately. So I would set up, so it was like my surround sound thing. So I had like a speaker on this shelf and a speaker on this shelf, and my shelves were like built into my walls. So I had to like so I strung really cool. the like wires down through the shelves. Wow! And like one was next to my American Girl dolls, and one was next to my Beanie Babies, and like it like plugged in. It was mm. so cool. I never left my room. I love my room so much. <laughs> Rooms were pretty. I had cool. such a great like setup. It was good. It was good. I had a Nickelodeon alarm clock, and that was about the only thing I loved in my room. Yeah. I had a SpongeBob alarm clock that sang the FU and song. I also had a Pee Wee Herman and a clown (laughs) puppet. Two puppets, Pee Wee Herman and a clown. (laughs) Why would you ever, ever buy that for your child? No, you shouldn't. I was, I never terrifying. I had um, hunchback finger puppets, and it was Esmeralda and Quasimodo. I had the dolls. And in fact, um, what's his name? Phobus or Phoebus? Phoebus. Phoebus is the only uh, blonde guy with blue eyes out of all of my Barbies who ever escaped slavery. I had a cast system uh-huh. for my Barbies. Sure, uh, sure. If you were blonde and blue eyed, you were a slave cast. And you had a little Lisa Frank stamp uh, to denote that you were a slave. Of course. Oh yeah. Just like the Hacienda system, they used Lisa Frank stamps to identify the workers. Right. Yeah. And if you were really bad, you got thrown to the cat who would eat your toes off. Whoa. But he became a prince. He married He married a queen. The cat? No, no. Phoebus? <laughs> Uh, Phoebus. Why did he get excused from slavery? Because she fell in love with him, and he just shone bright like a diamond. Oh, it's like an Indian movie. Yes. Exactly like an Indian movie. (laughs) They even had a Bollywood dance scene. Whoa. Those are hard to choreograph. A lot of people. That didn't happen. Oh. You got so excited, though. Got my hopes up. Choreograph the dolls. Uh, The other kingdoms are really upset about that, by the way. The other kingdoms. Sounds like it would have been upsetting. Um... Really quick, I want to say, I know that we're not going, like, here's the big theme and talking about it, because uh, there's just a lot... Well, no, this, I feel like this is more of a plot episode, right? It's, like, one of those kind things of. where, like, things... It's, like, establishing a bunch of things that, like, some of them will come together next episode, and then some of them are, like, longer. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of those epic, like, And some of them will never come that... back, like, Willow's It's a ma- It's a mythology episode. Yeah. It's, like... Yeah, a, it's a mythology yeah. episode. It's, yeah. Uh, and, and to add to that mythology, Buffy's high school... 
the clock tower from Back to the Future. That's another Back to the Future connection that yeah. we made between Buffy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And this was the Merrick, the first Slayer. I mean, yeah. the first much better, Watcher. Much better Merrick. Yeah. He's not great. I, I mean, but he's much fine. better Merrick. I think he's better quite, than Donald Sutherland. I quite enjoyed the Buffy movie for what it was. I enjoy it for yeah. what it is, but there's so much drama. Do you know all the drama with like Donald Sutherland as Merrick? Like Joss Whedon just like, he just, like not like doing him. his lines? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Joss Whedon. Yeah. Like, maybe yeah, that's why like it. I am called Sarah the Rebel. So maybe that just appealed. I was just like, this old man's just making it up. Oh yeah. When you pitch it that way, it's pretty cool. Yeah, drove like, him great. Yeah, now I love Donald Sutherland. He's like, I'm old, I do what I want. He had a little bit well, didn't he like approach her in a locker room? Yeah, he's yeah. kind of creepy. Yeah, so at least Merrick yeah. had the decency to do it outside, standing yeah. next to a car with its windows blocked I just out. like, I really like that actor, though. He's just such a cute old man. And you know I what? I love him in his suit, and he just comes up to her, and he's like, fuck, yeah. this is very important. I totally remember where he, where I know him from. Not in life. Ground of Life? No, no. He's the jump to conclusions <laughs> guy in Office yes, Space. Yes, yes, he yes. is. Yeah, he is. Exactly, he is that. He also resembles a walrus. Yeah, yes, he's very walrusy. An adorable walrus. Yeah, in the Buffy origin comic, his his tusks are a little thicker, more pronounced. Mm -hmm. You mean his mustache? Yes. Oh. Yeah. No, he's Good. literally <laughs> walrus. Well, you know, I was like ninety percent. Imagine if like know. a walrus just came up to Buffy. <laughs> Buffy, I'm your watcher. Are you a walrus? Yes. But more importantly, you're the Slayer. <laughs> okay. This isn't even the weirdest thing you're gonna see tonight. <laughs> Vampires. I've seen those. You're a talking walrus. <laughs> yeah. You know who I think gives maybe the best moment of his entire principal career in this episode is Snyder? Yeah. So was that a question or did it end with a period? Because it started off sounding like it was going to be yeah. a question and then ended with there's no other answer because it wasn't even a question. Yeah, I really quickly answered my own question. Do you uh, know what? You guys want some peanut butter jelly? I made some. Here you go. He's just kind of the best. I love that guy. Yeah. In fact, like I'm always on his side, especially rewatching Buffy as an adult. I'm like, these kids were terrible. They yeah. were not kids. They were terrible students. How dare you be sitting on that boy's lap? Oh, especially because that's inappropriate because that's a teacher-student relationship. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's Mrs. Teacher. Yeah. yeah. Also, like, she, A, she shouldn't be illegal. a teacher. I still have an issue with her being a teacher. But, like, Because it's child labor. It's, I don't know. Right, like, that would have never flown in None any school we went to. Yeah. No. Like, no, here's your substitute teacher. It's one of the students that is taking this class. I tried to teach the drama teaching. class in high school because we had a substitute, we had a ring of substitutes because one teacher left and they couldn't replace our Miss Taylor, who was amazing. Yeah. And so we kept getting subs and they just kept, there was one lady who just had us, in, had us watch PETA videos. And then it was like, how many of you have cats? And how many of you have dogs? Now, what if someone ate your dog in front of oh you? Oh, my God. Can I just say, this is, like, unrelated, but, uh, so PETA just released a video, and it's, like, Jillian Anderson's, like, PETA video. Oh, okay. But if anyone, if anyone else watches Hannibal, it's, like, a Hannibal spoiler. But if you watch Hannibal and you've seen the season finale, you have to watch this video. It's meant to be serious, and, like, I am a vegetarian, and I, like, I'm kind of a supporter of PETA. I used to be, but it's not as much now. But it's supposed to be taken very seriously, and it is, I found it so funny. It's the, it's like the funniest 30 second thing you'll see. Like, I don't want to say what it is unless, because I don't want to spoil the show. Colin laughs at animal slaughtered. No, 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 <laughs> no, it's so funny, because it's like supposed to be taken very seriously, <laughs> and it's like a good point, but I just find it so funny, because it's like, it's like a Hannibal joke. And That's great. A PETA video. Yeah. Just like, PETA I, just it's goes 30 off seconds just Is it because to watch he eats it. people, kind of? Yeah, but it's basically something happens with... Well, I, we keep I can't asking, she's going to tell us yeah. the spoiler. Yeah. I, I don't want to move on. Hannibal's a really good show, yeah. and everyone should watch it, even yeah. though it's over. And Oz is finally in the gang, because he's been 
barely in this season. Yeah, yeah. where'd he go? He's so hot. Yeah. Yes. And he's just a great character. Yes. He's fucking He's finally in the crew. I always said this. So when I was growing up and watched Buffy, Xander was the one I had a crush on. I was, and then eventually Spike. Sure, yeah. But I was like, yeah. Xander, he's so hot. Why doesn't Buffy like him? Blah, blah, blah. As an adult watching the show, I was like, oh, Xander's a loser. Yeah. Oz is the best yeah. freaking thing yeah. since sliced yeah. bread. Like, that's the relationship I'd want. Yeah. Like, I, too, love a stoic man. I was just like, oh, he's, he's a stoic so, Yeah, stoic. he's really great. His skin's so nice. <laughs> and and his, I love how his hair just, like, randomly changes, and that's fine. Right. Like, that's, like, and in the so first chill. episode, she's like, your hair, it's, it's, like, it's black now. Like, sometimes. <laughs> But just he kind of it like, goes it goes mm-hmm. black blonde and then it's red in this one which is mm-hmm. like his natural and color. then in season three he's kind of just blonde the whole time yeah I but I just like that. how it changes I just love it and they don't even have to necessarily address it because they address it like once and then it's like okay yeah well he's a you know he's a he's a rock and roll man yeah. he's the coolest awesome yeah. that's that's what high school is your hair changes color every few months if you're me at least yeah you change your hair regularly I, yeah but you can make that statement about all high school. I know, but like that's the thing that happens in high school and like yeah. college. My mom yeah. was like, "If you dye your hair, it's gonna be ruined." So I never dyed my hair. Uh, my, my mom dyed my hair for me. Forced us to dye our hair as kids. What color? Yeah. Uh, we got like blonde streaks and stuff like that, and then like sometimes when the blonde streaks were like faded, they get different like red stuff. She forced you to do it? Well, like we, I guess we were sort of down with it, but it was one of those things. She's like, "I bought hair dye. We're doing this today," and we're like, "Okay, you definitely want daughters. daughters." No. Oh, I was about to say well, that's yes. that's she true. had three of them. Oh, okay. They're called sons. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was like, wait, wait, wait. She just wanted this moment and was like, "You're doing it." Yeah. Okay. She was, I mean, it was the '90s, so yeah. So you fit in with those streaks. Well, everyone it, had yeah. those fucking like frosted tips. Yeah. I wanted to. How do you feel about the frosted <laughs> tips, Holly? Yeah. I just to remember fan. like one day in fifth grade, walking into school and everyone had that flip. Yes. With like the blonde. The I had that exact flip. moment because everyone had bowl cuts, and yeah. then one day we came to class yeah. and everyone had this flip, and I was like, "The heck did? Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you consult me?" Yeah, that was a thing. I hated that. I never had it. Yeah. I was Thank just God. buzzed head. The whole buzzed head. My whole youth. I mean, now I have the opposite of a buzzed head. But <laughs> yeah, back then, it was just if if it got to the point where it was even kind of somewhat long. Doom, I keep I uh, I keep my I'm fine with growing my hair out. Um, oh yeah, you just like cut all your hair. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I'll cut it down. I'll try to grow it out for like locks for love, and then I'll cut it, and then I, I like it short. But one day I was coming out of the West Hollywood Public Library, and this guy, this older gentleman, turned to me, and he was just like, "When I was your age, I had a full head of hair just like you." And he was like bald, and I was just like, "Oh, cool!" And he was just like, "Hold on to it as long as you can," and so I was like, "Right." I good. will. Seems like a good plan. <laughs> that sounds, yeah. That's I why, probably will, but... Yeah, that's yeah. why I never dyed my hair, because all the older women had dyed hair and had messed up hair, and they were like, don't be like us, and I was like, fine. No, mm-hmm. I'm kind of at the point where I want to... I'm trying to grow it out. I haven't go back to my natural color, because, like, it was really cool when my hair was blue, but I, like, fried the... Like, you do. You, like, fry the crap out of your mm-hmm. hair. Um... I'm gonna be a 40 year old with purple hair because I'm gonna do everything backwards. Nice. That's what Capricorns do. Gosh, apparently. I love mm. the best is like older women that have fucking like purple hair or like cool hair. And when they go up to you and they're like, oh, I like your hair. And I'm like, I like your hair too. And it's like this club that you're in. I'm like, I wanna be like that. Like when <laughs> Helen Mirren dyed her hair pink, I was like, holy shit. So one of the ladies Gosh. I watched on TV growing up was like that, Mrs. Slocum from a show called Are You Being Served? Oh my god, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. We were just talking about that. Wait, she had like we were the epic like purple night. beehive. Yeah, we were talking That's about the really purple. That's really weird. Did you also watch Chef? Did you watch Chef? Chef? You yeah. should watch Chef. You should watch you Chef. Like Chef. Is she in Chef? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Like, Chef. It's a different brick car. Watch Are You Being Served and Are You Being Served Again? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have this is so weird. My granddad's from England. It's not that weird. No, but it's weird because we were talking about it literally last night. We were talking about it last night because my dad's obsessed with that show and he has 
it like well, my granddad really had <laughs> my granddad had every episode on VHS and uh-huh. every episode here she is with a different yeah. hair color yeah. and I was like oh ladies are cool she's amazing she's oh god she's such a great character she's the best uh, she's good podcast on our being served not oh, to I would get, be on that be great, yeah. it would be our podcast <laughs> we wouldn't talk about the show and, then, and none of us and Chris would listen to it not to get too far from this, uh, but in terms of, I don't know how we got up to hair. At some point, we should uh, talk Oz. about like, Oz's hair. Oh, okay, Oz's yeah. Hair. Um, what were you about to say? Uh, Cordelia being supportive, might... fish sticks. I don't know. Oh, oh you know I do want to bring up the fish sticks fight though, because the the fish sticks fight totally reminded me of Wash fighting with the dinosaurs yeah. in the very first episode of Firefly. It's like so like an earlier version of that. Scene. It's something that Joss does because the Gur Arg yeah. is, according to the documentary that is Robot Chicken, literally just Joss playing with a little thing going yeah. Gur Arg. It's so funny. I can see him just doing that with little creatures. Right. He has a lot of things where he'll do the exact same thing. That's why like if you pay attention when you watch the show, you can kind of steal your heart for all the heartache yeah. you're about to experience because you know you're like, oh, he doesn't like this sort of thing. He's gonna, oh, there he did. He yeah. did it. He did it. My heart. Ugh. He also, I mean, he just also studied like Aristotle's rules of tragedy and was just like, oh, I'll just follow this. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. We like that sort of thing. It yeah. keeps us watching. One thing I really like, I just want to say this, one thing I really, really like about Watching Buffy now, especially after having absorbed so much television uh, and stuff that's just like the adult shows and like Showtime, like, you know, made for, you know, older audiences and stuff. And then watching. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pornography. And then (laughs) going to uh, and then watching Jessica Jones and seeing Mm -hmm. like another really well written show. Yeah. I've noticed in between that from Buffy to Jessica Jones, there's been so many shows that I've watched where the main character and their arc is super awesome. All the side characters have these scenes that I can't stand where it's like. This is how normal people talk. Yes. And they're just like, oh, I'm catching up on Mad Men. Like, in Orange is the New Black, all this exciting stuff is going on, and everyone else is just like, did you watch Mad Men? And they're having... But then, like, the scene's supposed to be about something, like, infidelity, but, like, the dialogue they use is terrible. In my Because, like, the thing is, you have such interesting characters, and then you write such uninteresting characters to build contrast. Right. Whereas in Jessica Jones, you don't have that. Right. Like, everyone's really interesting. And I think about in Buffy, there's never that thing of, like, but here's the normal teenagers, and here's what... Like, right. everyone is really interesting and doing their stuff. I had this thought yesterday I was watching Jessica Jones. Um, so many times in shows, you have the buildings, Ramon, where a bunch of people gather together and go off on a journey together. Yes. And a lot of times it's forced how you get those characters together or even that those characters are on the team. Literally a wizard but, shows up and goes, here's your team, right. go on the journey. But both Jessica Jones and Buffy created these characters that you wanted to see together. Yeah. You wanted them, like you want these people to join the crew. The X-Men effect, where right. you're like, I want to see these guys work mm-hmm. together and do stuff. Right. That's what's, I think also in Avengers, you're just, you're waiting for that moment for them all to just, like, have their powers work together right. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Jessica Jones is totally that way, where you're yes. just like, oh, You're like, cool. I need you to come over and be with her right now. Yeah. What? I can't hear you through the television. Shh, do it! Do it! Luke! Sorry. Good teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the scene that I think, the scene that I think sets up the entire finale for being very, the most perilous is where they all freak out at each other. Basically, yeah. where it's like... Uh, Willow reintroduces the idea of being able to reinstall Angel, and Xander is just who has is always the funny guy. And he has that one funny moment where he like freaks out at Cordy and then realizes he shouldn't. But it's like them all getting at each other's throats in this scene. I think is the thing that makes it so unnerving up until the end. Yeah. Just because it's like the Xander Giles right. freak yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, Giles, that, Giles! He didn't even take off his glasses. Xander yeah. in the face. Yeah. Yeah. He was gonna just get blood right on this frame. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that show that Xander 
He's using Miss Calendar as kind of a scapegoat for why he His hates Angel angst, so much. Yeah. But he does it. He hates Angel because Angel to him still represents. He still loves Buffy. Doesn't matter about Cordelia. Even Willow. It's like Cordelia, even though he has her. Do you ever in this season ever get a sense that Xander loves Cordelia or really no. cares no. about her? Even like their little flirtatious thing is like this is mostly for. But I think Xander has that problem with everybody. Yeah, I mean, that's even true. into future seasons, yeah. he's he has a problem with committing more than just his physical self to relationships. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also feel like Xander was making really good points. Yeah, yeah. How, yeah. He, he was. You know, like oh, we're just gonna bring back this murderer. Why? Because you want him, or because it's the easiest or right thing to do? Yeah. You Great know. drama where right. you can you can see mm-hmm. everyone's viewpoint. Right, I don't feel like he was being out of line to ask those questions, and it was interesting that nobody else wanted to talk about. It. Like even yeah. Giles, I was surprised that Giles wasn't like, "Yeah, so screw mm-hmm. this guy." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? or they could have because I guess that the the better argument for being like we're going to reinsole him is not so Buffy can be with him. We're going to reinsole him because Angel's not going to want to open a consul's mouth, and Angelus yeah. is going to do it. So if we can do this beforehand, then we win. But it's not, that's never really introduced. They kind of say it, but right after they say it, he goes to pull the sword out. So Mm. if that had been the plan, it would have immediately failed. I see what you're saying. Right, because he immediately tries to to take it, and if he had succeeded, then they would have all been too late with that plan. Mm -hmm. So it it didn't really make a ton of sense. It's crazy, man. Life is tough. Yeah. Especially when you're a teenager and you've got finals. Yeah. yeah. I just they should have like scheduled this better. They were like, listen, like finals, <laughs> we should just push those. Um, but you can't. That's what I love the most about Buffy and Angel is how they and even a lot of superhero shows that are out right now, um, taking these problems that affect superheroes, but really they're just echoes of the problems that face us all. When finals yeah. are coming, you have all these other things going yeah. on in your life. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, who am I going to take to prom? Oh, this guy doesn't like me anymore. Uh, my mom thinks that I'm doing something I'm not doing. Like There can be so many other things weighing yep. on you as a kid um, and, and that makes this time really hard. And how can I find time to study? Like It's just one of the many, many examples where really good storytellers, when they're you know, find a way to relate the superhuman to the very human that I really enjoy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think that there's, yeah, like, there's no metaphor theme for this episode. Like, it's a mythology episode, but it's also just the overarching theme of Buffy, which is just accepting adulthood and accepting burden and accepting that your life is always going to be these things, mm-hmm. that when it rains, it pours, and that it's never going to be easy. And so that, I guess, that is why... It's not like this episode is missing anything. It's like we get all that other stuff so we can earn these kind of more broad adventure. Yeah. 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 Who do you think would uh, uh, Buffy versus Kendra in a fight? Obviously Buffy. Yeah. Kendra's well, if they're writing the show, but in real yeah, life, Kendra. Yeah. Yeah. It would be Kendra, but she's just. I would say I would actually I would say Kendra because she Kendra is more studious in her training. But Buffy, the whole reason why Buffy is a better slayer than Kendra is because Buffy is more flexible and thinks outside mm-hmm. of the box. True. And she has so, something to fight for. Right. Buffy would just find a way to use, like, the room against her yeah, or to set up a trap or turn her against She it. thinks like, on her own. She's right. not a part of the Watchers. Exactly. Yeah, and that's kind of a theme in a lot of shows is that the people who are creative and independent um, are able to defeat people who are by the book. Even Giles. Mm-hmm. He, you know, his... Oh, I guess we can't really talk about it because it doesn't come up yet. But, Wes. But even a lot of his backstory, right... Um, deals, West. Right. Uh, deals with the fact that um, people who stick by the rules 
you can't really succeed that way against people who don't follow yeah. the rules. Yeah, only fools stick by the rules. I think, is that a theme? <laughs> but, like, is that a theme in, like, television shows and movies because the people that are making them are these creative people? I think it's And they're like, we rule the world, so, like, this is the type of character. I, I definitely agree with you, but I also think it's because it's American. Um, oh, we like to believe, call, yeah. you know, yeah. America, uh, you know, democracy versus communism, yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. We like to believe that it, you shouldn't necessarily blindly do things for the greater good. Yeah. We want to believe that independence is what makes us great. So there yeah. are a lot of films with that that viewpoint. A lot of our superhero stories came out of anti-fascist mm-hmm. campaigns, right? Mm-hmm. So like Superman, who is this Ubermensch character, uh, to bring in a third philosopher, I guess, um, was but was fighting like these like faceless masses. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes very racist portrayals of faceless masses, right. uh, but was like the whole thing is like he stands out and he was like raised by these like humans who like mm-hmm. thought for themselves and stuff like that instead of like and he goes and punches Hitler and stuff. Right. So. And speaking of punching Hitler, uh, not, that, that was our bell. Oh. <laughs> um, Did Hitler punch the bell? No, his oh, head was punched. His head was the bell. Hitler, we yeah. What did I mean by that? See, that's the great well, thing okay, about so art. Well, okay, so we punched gotta... Hitler and then the bell. It's like WWE, like. Ding, 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 ding. Wow, yeah. You cracked it. I thought that I had I had put it no, in. No, we did it. We did it. Wow, wow. Yep. I, I never actually thought that Hitler punched the bell. I <laughs> it just kind oh, of... Oh, of course, now you don't think that Hitler punched the bell after Holland explained. I thought that explained. Hitler's head rang like a bell. I will gladly accept that I no, was it was the WWE one. The World Wildlife Education. Got no. Um, but we are not completely out of time, so don't don't worry yet, because we have an extracurricular activity. We're going to cleanse our palates because we're getting ready for our final... Mm. And so what we're going to do is we're going to make something up on the spot. It could be anything. It could be a local commercial. It could be a jingle. It could be a rap battle. Anything inspired by this episode. Holland, what are we doing this week? Um, so we haven't talked about Darla at all. And mm. she is back in the beginning of this episode when we go back to like old timey yeah, um, angels um, history. <laughs> we can make up a drinking song that they were singing before they left the tavern. Okay. All right. Well. Gonna... Oh, right. Jesus. All right. <laughs> You guys want to do that? So how about Chris, you kick it off? Oh, I was drinking with my pal Liam. Outside the bar today. I know you didn't see him. But that's just his way. We stumbled to the cobblestone streets. Laughing all the time. But when I went to drink with him. It was time to die. Oh, And you start. I'm not very good at singing. Neither am I. But when I start to sing, I think I'll give it a try. And then the barmaid winked at me. And I said, howdy do. Because <laughs> I was so flush. I puked inside me shoe. Oh, I stumbled out the door then. I didn't know what for. I saw this last standing there. Uh, she was attractive, I am sure. <laughs> and now I'm stumbling... Bastard. But towards this last I see. She seems to have an American accent. Maybe she's from across the sea. Oh, hi, So the last she took a bite. And had me take one back. I thought, ah! And then I gave her a smack. But she took it in stride. And then we scourged the planet. And that's a euphemism. Because I'm a vampire, damn it. Oh, oh hi, 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 ancestors are proud. <laughs> That's a really hard thing to do.
thank you guys so much for joining us for becoming part one. I now just realized we never did the cram session. Yeah, no, we didn't. <laughs> oh, I was like, no. are we skipping it? Yeah, that's oh man, but that's okay. We had a lot to talk about. Okay. So you and also I thought that you were like purposefully not doing it. No, I, I wanted just I, like uh, how Buffy doesn't study. Yeah, there it is. Oh, we even got okay. the little chair drums. And uh, it has saved me that I was like, how am I gonna do with the angel flashbacks? Do I do them all in one sentence? Now you don't have to worry about it. No, I don't. Let's just do the cram session before episode two and then we'll recap this episode and then cram. Does that make sense? That makes yes. no sense to me but I'm sure it makes sense <laughs> to everyone who's on ooh, this podcast. We could do, it didn't make sense to me. <laughs> we could do is we could do a season two recap session. Great. That's you know what? Idea. We'll take care of this off mic. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank you again so much for joining us for Becoming Part One. Sarah, thank you for joining us for Becoming Part One. Thanks for having me. Uh, where can they find you? You can find me anywhere as Sarah the Rebel. Sarah has an H as God in the Bible intended. And you can find me every other Wednesday at 8 p.m. on twitch.tv slash Sarah the Rebel uh, with my co-host Katrina as we host Woman Up Podcast. Boom. Chris, where can they find you? Hello, Chris Bramonti, Amontiak. Twitter, Instagram, uh, Robot Teammate in the Accidental Party Musical Improv Troupe, Robot Teammate on Periscope, and uh, across the greater Los Angeles era, and this podcast that you're listening to already. Holland, where can they find you? I'm Holland Farkas. You can find me on Twitter at Holland Farkas, Instagram, Parkland. Um, I write articles for Amy Fuller, Smart Girls, and Femsplate, and other things. And you can find me on Rocket Jumps Twitch three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 4 p.m. Um, and yep. Yeah, you can also find her rubbing shoulders at Joss Whedon, apparently. Yeah, because so. no, mm-hmm. I'm not really more like... You should have rubbed a little harder. I should have rubbed Whoa. a bit harder trying You're to like, rub like, what are you doing? I'm rubbing shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm Omar. You can also find me at youtube.com slash 2 geeks as well as on Twitter at 2 geeks and my personal Twitter at Omar Najam, where I post even worse puns. Mm-hmm. Do you think these ones are bad? Oh, Oof. yeah, he does. Or his Instagram, which he doesn't attend. That's Omar lives in LA. I miss it. Oh, I, I look it. at it every I now and then. I just tagged you as Sunnydale Study Group. Perfect. <laughs> That's it. That's I tag right you as I tag you as two broke geeks, sure. and Omar lives in LA. Yeah, my branding is chaos. So, uh, <laughs> so glad can... it's not my job anymore. <laughs> Wheatgrass, yes please. <laughs> uh, you can also find anything and everything Sunnydale Study Group related at SSG Podcast on Twitter. Again, that's at SSG Podcast, Facebook.com slash Sunnydale Study Group, and on Instagram, we're Sunnydale Study Group. Also, we want to wish all of you in the United States of America or celebrating United States of American holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is this week, in case you forgot. Yeah. There's still time to go buy cran cranberries. Mm-hmm. Cran cranberries. I was cran so confused. I was like, that must be another cran uh, tradition. Cran cranberries. I love cranberries. And if you've already, if you're a, a returning Scooby, as is introduced, then of course you'll probably watch Pangs from season four this yep. week. Yeah. Mm. I know I will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we wish all of you and yours a happy Thanksgiving, and we will see you guys next week when we have Sarah back yeah, yeah. for the conclusion of season two, Epic becoming part two. Until then, pack up your bags, pack up your books. See you then.
water buffalo? Wine. Wall. Okay. All right. What did you say? Wine. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Western. Wonka. Indiana Jones. Liquid. Western. We're not my military okay. very well at getting all. Getting closer, getting closer. What's a word that can connect those that we would all think? Ready? One, two, three. Movies. Movies. Okay. We're mind melded. We got movies. So we got movies. We started mind melded. Uh, I said horse. I said arc. I thought you said whore. Movies. And we can't repeat words. So movies, horse, arc. Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. Zuma. Noah! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this just proves. Oh, and I are two for two. It just two for proves how six. bad I am at like being empathetic with people. <laughs> you guys are all there. And I was like. I don't know, man. Zoom. <laughs> like, oh, we're talking about the Bible. No. 